0: Hello, Liturgy Guy listeners. This is your host, Jesse Weiler, and we have another great episode for you. This week, we are talking about the rite of baptism. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that this conversation with Dennis and Chris has had a profound impact on my life and the life of my family, really, because my son Isaac was just baptized on Saturday. And it was because of this conversation with Dennis and Chris that I had a much deeper understanding and interest in the rite of baptism itself. And if you're anything like me, you probably haven't seen a baptism done truly to the right, whether the priest skipped a couple sections or maybe you've only seen a baptism within the confines of the Mass. So if you know somebody who's about to be a godparent or who is about to baptize their child, please, please, please share this episode with them because it will totally change the way they approach that. And I firmly believe that this is a really great conversation that every godparent and parent of a child to be baptized should listen to. Also, I wanna let you know that we are now accepting applications for our Masters of Arts in Liturgy program here at the Liturgical Institute. There's two ways to do that. You can do two years full-time here on campus, or you can do five, six-week summers here on campus, and you will get your Masters of Arts in Liturgy. And who wouldn't wanna have Chris and Dennis as a professor you know, teaching you this amazing stuff? So. You can go to www.liturgicalinstitute.org, check out our master's program, and a lot of people ask us about money and tuition and everything like that. We have scholarships, so if that's the thing preventing you from coming, please give us a call. We will figure out how to get you here. We don't want anything to be an obstacle. If you're truly interested in this, we want you to get a degree here. So you can give us a call at 847-837-4542. Talk to Karen. She's amazing. So, without further ado, episode 4 of season 2 of The Liturgy Guys. Enjoy. I'm going to talk to you today about the Mass. The Liturgy is what
1: enculturates the Gospel
0: for us. What are you, some kind of altar boy?
1: And and it enculturates it into our day-to-day life, our our day-to-day existence. It's
0: pretty dang exciting, huh?
2: We're called not to some crapshoot called life, but to an adventure in fidelity
0: that beckons us to cast out to the deep. The Liturgical Institute is proud to present The Liturgy Guys. Are you kidding me, Pam? That's it. That's from Napoleon Dynamite? No,
1: it's from The, the Office.
0: Okay, so you were not even in the right film.
1: No, you were right. I was wrong. This person. Oh. It's not a film. I got that on. I got that. I got that. Jesse was right. Yes. I was wrong. <laughs> it may never happen again. Mark this on your calendar.
0: Good night, folks. Good night. It's been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. All right. You stay classy. Are you Are you ready? You You were working furiously I'm ready. When over you're there. ready. What are you even doing?
1: I'm preparing for the next one. <laughs> Why didn't you prepare for this one? Because I have nothing to say about this one.
2: Oh, you do. Yeah, let's grill Dennis instead of you.
0: Yeah, please.
2: Okay. I think
1: I was baptized validly. (laughs) You weren't there. (laughs) Well, I don't remember it. There's a picture of it, though, in the St. Vincent Ferrer Church in New York City. Mm, Wonderful baptismal font. Uh,
0: Well, okay, Chris. Jesse. This is is really my question Mm. about this episode. Uh, My son, Isaac, was recently um, became out of the womb. (laughs) Yeah. So yes. uh, so he, <laughs> he was recently born, which was great. I'll tell you about it later. Uh, but he is about to be baptized. It's about that time. Great. So I, we already got one in a can. I don't want to mess up anymore if I did mm-hmm. the first one. I, I didn't really do anything. But I want to walk through the baptismal rite because it's it's happening in a few mm-hmm. weeks. And I just want to be prepared. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, we could talk they, about some highlights. Just, did they just update it, or was that just the marriage one?
2: That was did just that, marriage. Okay. Yeah. No No, no uh, changes to the baptismal, right? Uh, really, there might be a little one coming up. but
0: Where do you want to start? Where does it, well, let's begin at the beginning. Yeah, so uh, I guess my first question is, I've heard this, uh, that all sacraments start in the doorway. Did you tell me that? Dennis but sometimes a baptism can start with a procession from the entrance of the church
2: yeah so where does baptism start at the door right. of the church so I uh, think uh, sacramentally here why would it be appropriate that the baptismal rite begin at the door of the church because entering the church because baptism is the door of the church
0: Gosh, Dennis yeah. I thought you so were going to be quiet this episode
1: no
2: <laughs> wishful thinking Jesse <laughs> Yeah, so at, you're right. Uh, the, the rite of baptism, so we're, we're talking about the rite of infant baptism uh, for one child, we'll say it's outside of Mass because mm-hmm. it can take place in Mass or it can take place outside of Mass. But it begins at the uh, the door of the church. And
0: do you remember how? Um, oh, man, I, I mean, I I assume... Do you knock on the door? Yeah, there's, like a, there's a hammer. No, that's the when bishop. the bishop enters oh, the right. cathedral. <laughs> that's um, different. I think there is a... Uh, proclamation or some beginning in the name of the father and the end of the son and no Holy
1: Spirit. no that's wrong I
0: see I totally wrong Jesse okay now we did this for Agnes's mm-hmm. uh, we had father Sean Gold yes. who was an amazing uh, priest in the archdiocese of Chicago so I kind of forget it was a while ago but other than that I've never really seen a baptism start at the, do- in the entrance of the yeah.
2: church. I've had eight baptisms and I don't remember mm-hmm. how it goes okay. all the time. What ha- How it happens is uh, you with the godparents and the child are standing at the door of the church and uh, the priest or it can be a deacon too shows up and basically says who are you what do you want and why? That's how I usually greet people (laughs) at the door. That
0: is true. You're uh, the first step of baptizing somebody every day. Who are you? What do you want?
2: In other words, he says, what name do you give this child? That's Mm -hmm. the first uh, line that comes out of his mouth at the rite for the baptism of a child. What name do you give this child? Does it have to be done in the church entrance? It's supposed to be. Okay. Uh, I mean.
0: Ooh, I hope it is.
2: Yeah, I hope it is, too. I mean, this is a... um, you know, what what's the what's the res sacramenti of everything? What's behind the scenes of everything Jesus. liturgical? Jesus. And in particular, his priestly paschal work of going from earth back to heaven. So everything in the liturgy is about that. And so we'll find in the rite of baptism there's all sorts of processing this this process of moving from the fallen world back to the heavenly world. So there's tons of movement movement that takes place in the right. Um, and one it begins at the door of the church. So the priest says, What name uh, do you give your child? It's what name?
0: Isaac. Isaac. Do I gotta do the middle name too? Yeah, you can do the middle Isaac name. Isaac Peter. Okay, good. Can you pick just any old name? Um, you can yeah. or should I can pick any name for my kid, right? (laughs) At least can't be contrary to Christian sentiment.
2: I think is how it's a. I'm not going to name him Satan. Well,
0: yeah, good. (laughs) That's good. But maybe Satan.
2: Well, why not? I mean, does it have have to be be a saint name? No, no, but it can't be something contrary to Christian sentiment. So he says, "What name do you give this child?" Okay, and the next question he says is, "What do you want? What do you ask of God's church?" Baptism. Baptism, right? In the. you know, what happens in the course of about 25 minutes for the rite for baptizing an infant uh, takes place in the rite for the baptism of adults over the course of nine or 15 months. And this is how the rite of acceptance begins for an, for an adult. Ask the name, ask what you want, and then they ask the third question, what does baptism give you, faith or eternal life? Yeah, so it begins with Wait, these. I'm
0: supposed to answer that? No,
2: they won't. Oh. A- they won't ask you that.
0: <laughs> I, was, I don't remember yeah. that part. I, this, I, I this,
2: is going to answer. This that. guy's not going to know the answer to this question. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Leave it out. Right, so that's how it begins. But maybe you know. What about? Do you have godparents picked out yet? We do. Yes.
0: Yeah. Do
2: they? Are they all
0: uh, up to code? Oh totes, totes my goats. goats. What do you oh. need to be? shout out? Shout out to Lindsay and Ryan Short. Oh, yeah. hmm. What this do you reminds need to
1: me a- of my Blamelda story. Can I tell the Blamelda story? Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's okay. a very it's true. Is it
2: suitable for liturgy, guys?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely. It may not be relevant, but it is hilarious. <laughs> it's a Dominican priest. What well, you
1: said. What, what name do you give this child? So this. Oh yeah, that's right. Dominican priest. I, I knew that one of the Dominican saints is Blessed Amelda. And uh, she's not saying saint. She's blessed. But on the statue in the back of the church, it said BL period Imelda. And there was this very nice, pious couple. And they said, what do you want to name your child? And they said, Blamelda. Bl-melda. And they're like, Blamelda? Who's Blamelda? And they said, right there. And it's like, oh, Imelda. And yeah. So oh, the kid was Imelda, not Blamelda. Yeah. And if they
0: were in danger, they would say, Blamelda, hide. <laughs> that, that was part of that I added the first time I heard the story. <laughs> I still think it's hilarious. What do you need to... Now, Dennis, you're your
2: godfather of one of my kids. Mm-hmm. What do you need to? Uh, what are the qualifications for being a godparent? Catholic,
1: birthday? Persons, yes, everything. yeah. You have
2: to be Catholic. Okay, how Catholic? Super Catholic. That's Catholic. Super Catholic. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you asked me anyway. <laughs> so you have to be confirmed, uh, you have to be fully initiated, and you have to um, lead a life of faith in keeping with the function to be taken on. So you you have to be a, ser- a serious
0: practicing Catholic. How old do you have to be? Uh, you have to be confirmed. No, how old do you have to be? Old enough to become 16, <laughs> 16 18, 14? 16. 16. I didn't even know that. Wow. It's lower yeah. than the drinking age, which is more How Serious, tall do right? you have to be? Because the godfather's pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry <laughs> taller
2: than the child. You okay. have to be chosen by either the, the one being baptized or by the parents. Uh, and you can't be the mother or the father of the one oh, being
0: yeah, baptized. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. That yeah. makes sense.
1: I'm sense? my
0: own goddad
1: <laughs> cuz you're supposed to be step in in case the parents can't raise the kids and if the parents
0: are dead they can't raise the kid Catholic.
2: Yeah. But, it's the nature well, of the, I thought that was that a legal thing,
0: not an actual Catholic doctrine.
2: Oh no no, no, no no it is. Yeah, you can't be the father and the godfather of your same natural born child. Hmm. It used to be you couldn't be the spouse, uh, I couldn't be godfather to my spouse too because the the relationship is different. Mm. See, but this is a very common thing. I mean, if, uh, uh, if I'm not Catholic my wa- and my fiance is, well, she'll just be my, my godparent as, you know, as I come into the church or something. So mm. that, that's one change. Anyway, what's uh, Ike going to be wearing when you all show up?
0: Uh, nice tuxedo. As boy. As a, uh, uh, he's going to be wearing white. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, he, there, he shouldn't be wearing
2: white. He shouldn't be wearing white.
0: He's gonna be wearing black.
2: Yes, he should be wearing black. Wait,
0: are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Or because should wearing black? I okay. gotta tell Kim no, no, no. Like right away. No, no, he
2: shouldn't be wearing white yet, though. Or at least he should not be wearing his baptismal, his baptismal garment. Right, that comes this later. This changes that some things. Later. Okay, well, good. I'm glad we're having <laughs> right. this talk. All right, because um, when you show up at the door, he's not baptized yet. He's not purified by the cleansing waters yet. It's the Man. white garment that goes on after that. You right? know what they wear in the Orthodox
1: churches, the babies for their baptism? No. Zero, not a no, zippo. Okay. So many. So they walk around in their baptism suit. Well, it's kind of a, a, a classic thing that the the priest puts the baby in the warm baptismal water and it encourages them to go wee wee right in the right in all, the priest space, wee wee wee, all you know, the way exactly. home. Exactly, make you proud with that. So, yeah.
2: So, Anyway, okay, yeah, all right. So, yeah, so don't don't dress him in the baptismal garment just yet. Okay, okay? that'll come later. Okay, all right. So again, the priest shows up, godparents, parents, child are there. They ask you these questions: What's his name? What do you want? Again, okay, one of the first things that he does is he claims the Ike for Christ by tracing the the sign of the cross on his, uh, on, his on his head. I think forehead, forehead. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wait, Is that right? Chest? A chest too. Isn't there something anointing on the chest? Uh, that's a little bit later. Okay. Okay. So okay. first there's just a, a marking without right any on the oil forehead. Got it. by the priest and the parents and the godparents. Does he use the stylus like in the Paschal candle? No, but, but. <laughs> he puts five little same, spikes in him. Same sort of thing's going to happen though. Supernaturally, he's going to be indelibly marked as nice. if it were with, uh, with Way the Way to styles. go,
0: Ike. Can't right. wash it off.
2: Okay, and so after that then, then there's this uh, first procession that goes to, uh, to the ambo for the celebration of the liturgy of the word, all right? So mm-hmm. uh, this rite has you moving all over the place. Okay, then there's a, a reading. Uh, it can be one reading, it can be two readings, it can be uh, you know, what, whatever it might be, uh, readings. And then after, uh, a little homily, some intercessions, and then um, the end of the intercessions, there's um, a little litany of the saints, where Isaac oh, nice. and what was his middle name? Peter. Peter. Peter right. So uh, I don't know who the who's going to be baptizing Isaac Peter. Uh,
0: Father Gudzik. Do you know? you know him, Dennis? Mm-hmm. He's just ordained three or four years ago. Okay. Okay. All
2: right. So those those names would be inserted into the litany as well. Okay. And maybe uh, uh, Agnes and. Agnes Lillian. And the, uh, the rest of them. Okay? Yeah. So the family saints. Okay. So after, after that, then there's a procession over to the font okay, that takes place. And what happens is the prayer of exorcism and the anointing before baptism. Right. So little Isaac needs to be exorcised.
1: Mm-hmm. So do I. Uh, yeah.
2: That's why his eyes have been rolling back in his
0: head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spinning around. Might explain the explosion. Oh, never mind. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, there's two. So, um, we talked about sacramentals in a previous podcast. And sacramentals, the church sees as three types there's these like invocative blessings, then there's like more major blessings called consecrations. And then the third type of sacramentals called exorcisms. And there's two types of exorcisms there's the major or solemn exorcism where somebody's possessed or obsessed uh, by the devil. But then there's a minor exorcism that always accompanies uh, uh, infant baptism or even, I suppose, adult baptism too. Okay, so in the RCIA during the period of the catechumenate, there's prayers of exorcism for those to be, uh, who are preparing for their baptism. So there's the the prayer and then uh, the anointing with,
0: there's three types of oils that the church uses. What are they? Uh, the catechumenate, oil for catechumenate. Yeah. Oil for healing. Oil of the sick, yeah. And, um, and the oil for the, Baptismal oil, Close. chrism, chrism, Close. Give him, give him half of a
2: bell there. Uh, yeah, the sacred chrism. Yeah. yeah, those are the three oils. That's so after though. this, they don't call me half
0: days. bell for nothing. Uh,
2: after the, um, uh, let's see, yeah, after the prayer of exorcism, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's this anointing. Okay, and not, what, not what, what I is meant. what, what I meant. is what is anointing signify in this case? The the kingship. Anointing? No, 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 not this case. No prophet. No, <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. What, what is one of the things that oil... Healing, do
1: washing, healing.
0: Uh, wash away
1: um, the sins. Close to that. Sin, close some,
2: to some that. Sins. See what's what's about to. So this is before uh, Isaac's going to go down into the water. Mm-hmm. And the idea is is that he's going to go under the water and do battle with the Leviathan. He's going to wrestle, and grapple. Oh, oh, I know with, this. Yeah, it greases
0: him so that it the, does. This, that Satan cannot grasp him.
2: Right. So wow. think about. Um, it's like one of those pig. Yeah, Grease Pig. Grease Pig competition. <laughs> <laughs> <little Greece> pig.
0: <laughs> he's pretty big, so.
2: Or I mean, think about, uh, I don't know, World Wrestling Federation or oh, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, you, you get all oiled up. And first really of all, it makes, you look, that. it makes you look uh, buff. It does. Shiny. But it's hard to grab onto somebody if he's all, you know, mm-hmm. oiled up, right? And so, and it signifies strength. So the, the prayer that goes along with it is, uh, we anoint you with the oil of salvation in the name of Christ. May he strengthen you with his power so he, he isaac's all anointed with this because he's just about to go down beneath mm-hmm. the depths and do battle hmm. okay uh and then comes the celebration of the sacrament and first is uh, the blessing of the baptismal water right and this is uh, kind of the, the a very beautiful blessing prayer but it begins father you give us grace through sacramental signs which tell us the wonders of your unseen power it's kind of the definition of a sacrament right there. God is going to give you the grace and power that's invisible through sacramental signs that can be externally felt. And so they bless the water that's going to take place there. And it goes through, it talks about a number of uh, uh, Old Testament types. So the, the water at the beginning of creation and uh, the water of the Red Sea and the water of the great flood and the rest. Uh, after that, then there's the renunciation of sin and the profession of faith. Right? So there's this, do you reject Satan, Jesse? Of course. I do. I do. I do. And all his works? I do. And all his empty promises. I mean, oh, all yeah. of them. I do. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Yes.
0: I mean, I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, right.
2: I never said it was easy. There's a tradition uh, that I've only read about. I think it might be in the Coptic church, maybe the Ethiopian church, where uh, when the, they would renounce Satan, they would face the West which is where we associate mm. with nighttime and darkness. And after the renunciation of Satan, they would spit in the direction of the Whoa. west, kind of spit in his face. Mm. Okay, and then they would, turn, they would orient themselves or reorient themselves, that is, they would turn and face the east. Mm-hmm. And raising their hands, the priest would ask, uh, do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. I do, right, okay. And so the profession of faith uh, to Christ, the confession of faith is would have been done to the east and um, you know, announcing Christ that way. Okay, and after that the priest says this is our faith, this is the faith of the church, we are proud to profess it in Christ Jesus our Lord and then it comes time for the baptism proper. Okay, so uh, here goes Isaac. We haven't even got to the baptism yeah, proper. Yeah, all yet. this is by way of
1: preparation. Believe it or not, this is an opportunity to talk about columns. Wouldn't you believe? Wouldn't you not believe this? But you in the famous Lateran Baptistry in Rome, there's three different column types in the same baptistry. It's an octagon, and when you're facing west, there a lower status column, and then when you face east, it's a, the next highest status column, and then when you go through it to the church, it's the highest status column. So the column type marks your stage in the process of baptism as you turn around and then oh, go man, triumphantly into that the church. Is great architectural sacramentalization of this spiritual reality. Dennis, have you ever seen the baptistry in uh, Pisa? Yes. Tell right us, next to the Leaning Tower.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's what th- it's famous for is the Leaning Tower, which is was, that's the bell tower, in essence, of the mm-hmm. church. Campanile. Okay. Yep. Okay. Tell us about the uh, baptistry.
1: I don't know what you want me to tell you, but it's round. First and it's of all, got where is it? It's outside the church.
2: It's not even in the church. Where is it, though? It's out in front of the church. In front of the church. So the baptism would begin not even in the church. And I, I've only seen pictures of it, but I mean, it's it's not even in the church. And so you begin there and then you make this movement from the baptistry right. into the... Because you're not a
1: member of the church yet and then you go triumphantly into the heavenly city, which is signified mm. by the church. It's mm. also round though, or octagonal, because those were the shape of the burial mounds. So to go and... Into a, a round building was to go to your death, so to speak, and then to rise again. And then, when you rose again, you went into the church. So, Whoa. just like Christ going into death, coming out again, rising triumphant, going up to heaven, you're imitating Christ's process. So, the round buildings were the markers, the places of veneration. In this case, the death to the old That's self, great.
2: process, procession. Mm-hmm. I think where we've been already. We've been at the doors of the church. We've been to the ambo. Now we're at the front. We're, we're kind of sacrament. We're putting into our own selves sacramentally this movement from death to the new world. So, see if you can line up this baptism over in Pisa. Oh,
0: that's not going to happen. Not going to happen this time. Yeah, yeah you know the, the receptions the at Portillos, and they don't really have Portillos and uh, pizza. <laughs> pizza. So,
2: it's so often the reception that determines uh, a time. Is it really place, at Portillos?
0: It? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you better believe it. It's The best to place to eat ever.
2: Yeah, I didn't get the invitation yet. Well,
0: uh, it's in the mail, as yeah, they say. It's
2: in the mail. Okay. All right, and then comes uh, the baptism where uh, for Isaac, the priest will either pour water three times on his head and has to be on his head while saying, I baptize you, he'll say, Isaac. See, and the the thing about sacraments is they're very personal. So often, it's always your name. What name do you give this child? Then later, it'll be, Isaac, I -I 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 baptize you in the name of the Father. Confirmation, it'll be, Isaac, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, at um, you know even if confessionals say uh, I absolve you at an ordination a call them by name at a marriage they'll use your very name so sacraments are very personal things they're not generic forces that kind of envelop you they're very personal relationships I never noticed that that's really amazing yeah and so I'll say Isaac I baptize you in the name of the father and he'll either pour water on his head or he'll he'll dunk him all the way underneath yeah hopefully he goes full Dunkin' donuts on him yeah I great. think that could be good it, well you know, the reason why uh, many liturgists like that is because the symbolism is so more evocative of the reality that's taking place. Okay. So what's the reality that's taking place? Dying you know, to your old self, going back he, to the womb yeah, and reborn. He, yes, all of those things. So he's he's drowning. The, the old Adam, Isaac the old Adam is drowning. Uh, and Isaac the new Adam is being born. Um, he's also being purified from all these things. The, um, the, fa- the font is called like the womb of the church uh, from which, you know, this is where Christians are born. Maybe uh, we've talked about Tertullian before, second century North Africa. Remember he says that we are born in the font as little fishes after the example of our big fish. Have I said that one before? I don't think so. Yeah. So Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior, the acronym, is that the right word? Is uh, Ictus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that means fish. And so on the back of oh, your car, yeah. you see the fish. Well, Tertullian says you're born in the water as a little tiny fish, after the example of the big fish, who's Christ. So you're, you're little, little fishes swimming around in, oh, like in the little font. minnows, little guppies. Oh. Oh. And so you're born out of that.
1: Um you're born of water and the Holy Spirit. Water right? and that's Holy the Holy Spirit. That's the thing.
2: If, if, well, I think we talked about this at the Easter Vigil um, podcast, you know, with that, that descending of the candle onto the font. Uh, this is probably St. Ambrose. If you don't know, I always just say it's St. Ambrose who yeah. said this. He says lots of things. <laughs> so the, the, the candle coming into the font is an epiclesis of the Holy Spirit. So just like the Holy Spirit descended upon and overshadowed the Blessed Virgin and in her womb was formed Christ. So now the Holy Spirit is called upon the womb of the church, and mm. in her womb is formed Christians that are about to be born out of this font.
0: I hope Isaac understands all this. I do uh, t- someday.
1: So the, come somebody. on, buddy. So they get baptized with water, and what's the very next thing? He cries. Well, no, yeah. the, the fire. <laughs> no. Well, the, yeah. What's like the, the fire? Where's the Holy Spirit? We got water. It's coming the Holy from the, comes the, with
2: the
0: Paschal candle.
2: Yeah with the, with the anointing. Yep. The yeah. Christmas. Okay. So so he comes out of the water and the next thing is this anointing after bath. well wasn't he anointed already
1: he was, a but that was to make him slippery
2: yeah that was to make him slip so that's mm. oil of the catechumens what kind of oil is he going to use now chrism mm. chrism mm. right it smells really good oh it does so you'll go to portillo's or the other reception and little Isaac will be passed from person to person and every one of them will be sniss- smelling sniss- his head because he's know. just going to be so uh, fragrant and, uh, and beautiful and uh, but one of the things, one of the lines with this anointing is, as Christ was anointed priest, prophet, and king, so may you live always as a member of his body. And we talked about this in a recent podcast, too. Right? So what's the, what's the job description of Jesus? What are the three ways he did his ergon? Priest, prophet, king. Priest, prophet, and king. And so now he's putting us to work. He's now yeah. now oh, it's time for okay, Isaac to work. So now he's been kind of etched with that uh, indelible seal that conforms him to Christ, and now he has the obligation, the right and obligation to be a priest and a prophet and a king. So your job, Jesse and Kim's and the godparents and everybody else in the parish and in the church is trying to teach Isaac how to actualize his priestly office, how to offer sacrifice and mediate on behalf of the world, how to hear the word of God and be a conduit of that good news out into the world, how to serve others in the world. So that's that's the formative life of of a Christian is how to actualize these offices that Christ has.
1: Right. The catechism also says that anointing is, a, what do you say, a foretelling or forerunning of confirmation. In the Eastern churches they often do confirmation at that moment. In the West they say that first anointing says the next one's gonna come however many years later. Yeah. So this is
0: like a temporary indelible mark or like <laughs> No no the baptism. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, but it, it is you know, I wonder how mark. to think about that. It's like a confirmation, right? <laughs> the,
2: the the confirmation just makes it even deeper. Even more indelible, I guess. But Dennis the is right. I mean In uh, yeah, the more In in the Eastern churches, as Dennis was saying, that they would be confirmed right away, and then they would receive their first Holy Communion right away too. Is uh, as He's infants. not on
0: solid foods yet so we might have
2: to
1: a little wait. drop of uh, Persia oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. a little oh. tiny
1: spoon they have for little mm-hmm. kids is that is that really yeah, oh, they just sure. drop on his tongue a little tiny bit of uh, host too my yeah, goodness so fully wow. initiated
2: at, at infancy what the see so I I think how the story goes here is in the beginning the bishop would do all that at once but as uh, the church began to expand especially geographically uh, they had to decide well are we going to keep these three sacraments together but have a priest do it or are Are we going to always have the bishop do it, even if that means we need to separate them by a number of years?
0: Well, that's, I mean, there was like a quote unquote shortage of bishops, right? So that might have been while, because while he's here, we might as well have him do them all. Is that kind of the mentality? No, because they didn't want to wait for him to
2: come to baptize these kids. See, what the Western Church did is said, we want this association with the bishop, so we'll baptize him by the priest, but we're going to wait for the bishop to confirm oh, him. Oh, okay. But the E said, we think it's more integral that these three sacraments stay together, even if that means the bishop's not going to do it. Okay, got Anyway, it. okay. So after the anointing comes the? Uh, the The candle. candle. No, before the candle. The, the dress. white dress. The white dress. Now you put on the garment. Okay. Right? And so the priest will hold up this garment and say, see in this white garment the outward sign of your Christian dignity. All right? And so wear it unstained until you come into the kingdom of heaven. So he can't have it on already. So this is where the priest holds it up, says this prayer, and then he gives it to the you and Kim and the godparents, and you try to wriggle the little guy in, so into like, the thing. It looks like a bib I've seen. Well, it shouldn't look like a bib any I've more seen. than the baptism shouldn't be with just a trickle of so it water. An actual garment. That yeah, it, okay. I mean, okay. this I'm is just, like,
0: come on, Jesse. I'm asking questions. <laughs> it's like a, big, only, a bib. It's like a little baby wedding dress. I'm
2: only oh, telling yeah. you what I've seen. Oh, and so I've like, seen it too. I've seen it. Too. it looks yeah, like, like a lobster. Like, like a, he's going out like for lobster. I know it does. It does. Listen, but that's not. You know, if it's all about you know the paschal mystery is made present through sacramental signs and if the sacramental signs are are weak thin anemic you know then they just don't they don't symbolize like they're supposed to so we want good sacramental signs so oh, yeah. put put yeah. that family's traditional uh, baptismal garment on that kid yeah all right and then there's the paschal candle so the the priest or deacon will light the candle and give it probably to the godfather, keep this uh, uh, flame, receive the light of Christ to keep it burning brightly, you know, like the, like the virgins who are awaiting the return of, uh, of uh, the bridegroom. So, unfortunately, what happens, and often, oftentimes, as soon as this part's done, and the father priest <laughs> tells you to go back to your place, and go, Pff, you just blow it out right away, after having received the light of Christ, keep burning brightly until Christ returns. So, hopefully, some places uh, I know will have like a, a, a candle stand or something that it can at least be kept burning until after the whole rite is over, right? and then this candle can be burned again on his baptismal well, I could day. Just tell
0: the godfather, just keep, keep it
2: lit, man. Yeah, well, it's going to burn out eventually, I suppose.
0: For the, the, the oh yeah until yeah the tell him that right. tell yeah.
2: Well, that's a good idea, but uh, my experience is the father turns to it says, "Okay, you can blow it out now." <laughs> After just having not if I tell him it, keep it lit. <laughs> that's through, keep it lit. Be Catholic. Be like woke Catholic, you know. Woke. <laughs> All right. Then there's the ephetha or feta, the prayer over the ears and the mouth, so that the ears will be open to receive the word of God and the mouth to proclaim it. Now there's another procession. So we've gone from the door. The ambo to celebrate the word. Now to the font. Now where are we going? Before Portillo's. <laughs> oh,
0: man, That's all I got on my mind, Chris. <laughs> have you had the we're hot go- dogs there? Mm-hmm. It does have to do with food.
2: The mass. Well, just- it may, there may or may not be mass, but it ends up back at the altar then. There's a procession next that goes to the altar, even if it's outside of mass. And at this point, uh, the priest leads the, the, the people in uh, the Lord's Prayer. And gives a blessing to the mother and the father and the godparents,
1: and then that about. You know, wraps I've been to a number of baptisms. I've never seen all this processing. Around. I'm going to do it. Basically, they park everybody in one place. They yeah. bring the kid up one at a time. I'm going to do it. And everybody's unruly, and they're trying to keep the photographers out of the way, and then they all sit down again. That's all I've ever seen in a oh, baptism. We're doing it. Yeah, well, you should. I mean, uh, th- again, the, the the sacramental signs can
2: be. They're meant to. It may not affect their validity. Right, but it'll affect um, how much God is glorified, how much, uh, they're they're all means of grace if we can do these things. Well, also,
0: I mean, my vocation to the married life is supposed to be an example for those all around me, my family and friends, to, we're supposed to be a conduit for other people to see Christ. And when we have these baptisms where, you know, we focus more on the party than the, the sacrament itself, it gives a message of what's actually important. And I think it might be a little bit of a, whoa, I've never seen it, wait, I've never seen that before. What's, wait, what are they doing? What's happening? And, you know, maybe somebody asks us a question, and I could say, I, I don't know what I mean. Just listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, but there's a lot of signs that need
2: to be employed, and, you know, like most of life, it's just tempting to take the easier mm-hmm. way of, of least uh, resistance, but if we can employ them the way the church has in mind, you know, we talked in uh, the Summorum Pontificum um, podcast, you know about the novus ordo kind of lacking some of the transcendence and the nobility and the grandeur that it's meant to have yeah uh, not
0: pff, flowers <laughs> oh right flowers yeah.
2: yeah we can do the same thing with a baptismal rite. i mean mm-hmm. it, you know, if we do it the way it was uh, intended and as the books say with with understanding and uh, competence i mean it too can be uh the truly magnificent
0: right that it's supposed to be excellent well uh i think it's time to answer a liturgy question what do you guys think chris loves loves these all right let's do it oh did you guys hear that there's that that your stomach just it was like my throat oh it's like my weird throat (laughs) wow we already you guys know it you my my body makes a lot
1: of noises so we'll we'll have to get a blessing of your throat before we stop the recording yeah yeah.
0: right that's like
1: guttural Do an exorcism of your throat for sure so why go to the liturgical institute if you want to serve the church and do liturgical
2: studies from the heart of the church you won't find any place quite like this this place is faithful to the magisterium but it's a dynamic orthodoxy not dry and at the same time it not only makes the faith come alive it also empowers you to help that be the experience for others as well hi I'm dr. Scott Hahn and I want to warmly recommend the liturgical Institute for your consideration pray about going and studying and sharing the richness of our living tradition.
1: Mail call! Mail call! Oh, Moses, Moses, why do you question me? Why do you care? Today, we have a similar debate over this. Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone?
0: <laughs> this one's very interesting, guys. This is this question comes from Brother Anonymous. <laughs> we'll call him Brother Rediger. Brother Rediger. brother uh, For brevity, you know. You know how it goes. Okay. All right. Brother Rettiger says, Is it licit to change gender-specific terms to gender-inclusive terms in the liturgy, both Mass and Divine Office, for example, for the praise and glory of God's name, for our good and the good of all God's holy church, or was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became flesh, men to all, etc.? Thank you. Well,
1: I think the first principle is it's pretty much never licit to change things that are not given as changeable in the liturgy
2: right yeah the, the very first norm that uh, the second Vatican council gives is no one not even if he be a priest may add remove
1: or change anything on his own authority
2: hmm. This is the very first one i
1: thought that and there's probably a reason that was the first one because i bet a lot of priests were doing that even back then
2: yeah so it, so the answer is no dennis why <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, first of all, there's the governance of the church, right? So, there's this kind of notion that if everybody were changing everything in whatever way they want, you'd have chaos pretty quickly. So, that's just a reasonable thing. But then there's all kinds of theological implications. Mm. Um, you know, if you st- if you say God, be- Christ became man versus a man or a person and not or man. Or human right, or flesh. People went to the Matt. You know hundreds of years ago over, over particular theological points and and split and had councils and fought to the death over it and we're just changing things like it doesn't matter so let's well, yeah. just say
2: each of those words means something a little bit different from the other so it's uh there, there's theological connotations that go along with each of those words you know what, what the church did do is where there was no theological impact on the word that was chosen it would it became an inclusive word, like
1: you know, the, brothers and sisters. And sure, clergy, even sure. though sometimes pray the Greek brothers and
2: sisters that. that my right. sacrifice and yours, even though it's orate fratres it means pray brethren that my sacrifice and yours. Right. Well, that was in that instance, it was deemed that there's no particular theological weight to using brothers and sisters, so both of those are an option. Or on Ash Wednesday, remember. That you are, remember, man, that you are dust, and unto dust oh, you shall return. Oh. Okay, that was in the 1985 sacramentary. The church, That's when I was born. Is that right? Well, yeah. We wouldn't hold your youth and in, in experience but, against you. But the the <laughs> current edition of the Roman Missal is more inclusive insofar it just says, Remember that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. Mm-hmm. So, again, there was no... At least in the mind of the the translators or the Holy See that approved it, there was no theological impact to dropping the, the man from that point. And
1: I remember something that was helpful to me is that Latin has two words for man. One is homo, which means mankind, humanity, and one is vir, which means male. And so we don't really have two separate words for that. So if you're saying, remember man, you're probably not talking necessarily about an individual alone. You're talking, remember you person of the fallen human race. You are dust, and you. So it's its already gender inclusive.
2: Well, certainly, the third edition is more inclusive than was the former sacramentary. That's the case. Um, But again, so the answer is no, and the reason is, uh, as you said, not just um, you know obedience to the authority of the church, but recognize that that uh, to change words is potentially to change theology at the same time, and so that's why the church was particular about using uh, uh, man brothers and sisters whatever it is
1: in each instance so petition your bishop to petition your regional conference of bishops to petition Rome to see if you get permission to do those things and if you do then that's okay but on your own authority
0: uh-uh hmm all right well uh, Brother Rettiger Brotherger uh, I hope that answers your question and if you want to ask us a question you can email at questions at com. thank you and God bless
1: The Liturgy Guys is produced by the Liturgical Institute